the other like literally like yesterday my girlfriend called me a simp and i was like what the hell does that even mean like what do not call i immediately was offended like off the bat like i was like don't call me that like i don't even know what that is don't call me that like i heard that on tiktok i don't want to be associated with it she's like what do you mean like it's a simp that means you care about me i care about you like i mean like you know like obviously that is true but like this as soon as you call me a name for it like okay now, now then i was like now i don't want to be a simp now i don't care and then she was like what like she like Priyanka got like whole offended because of this Hey guys! Hey, what's up? So, this episode we're gonna talk about the differences between um, guys and girls and gender roles in general, but our last episode was really interesting for us. Yeah, it was pretty well received. We had a few people in our Instagram DM um, just, messing, just messaging us and, you know, initiating conversation about that podcast and the last podcast, which is really nice to hear and to talk about with other people. And today we have two very special guests joined with us. We have Matt and Kaushik. So do you guys want to like introduce yourselves, your name, your major, like whatever else you want to say? Yeah, so I'll go first. Hi, I'm Matt Thomas. I think a lot of you guys should should know me. Um, I'm the president of Beta Chi Theta. I'm a senior here at Purdue. Not you guys might know him. You guys should know Matt Thomas. (laughs) Yeah, you guys should. Better come to Purdue and know who Matt Thomas is. That's all. You don't know Matt Thomas. You're not a Purdue student. Yeah, you gotta know him. Learn him. Know about it. Know all of his leadership positions. (laughs) better have like him you better have his resume in your resume if you want to be considered <laughs> well yeah said. for anyone yeah, who's rushing exactly. to be a kai next semester take notes you're gonna need to know this <laughs> take notes exactly learn it oh my gosh all right but yeah i'm in a cit general and supply chain information analytics um i'm you know, concentrating in business analytics and i have a minor in poli sci i'm in uh, beta chi theta uh, Alpha Kappa Psi. I was previously the president of CIT Student Council, serves the uh, as service of the advisor. Um, previously was a Polytechnic ambassador. Um, I'm interested in joining PSG, but not not really in that yet. And uh, uh, I'm on Nusha board. I'm the PR chair for Nusha board. Yeah, guys, if you didn't take notes on that already, I don't, <laughs> you're already lagging. You're you're missing out. You're I'm, missing I'm out. here taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, hey, guys, my name is Kashik Arun Kumar. Uh, I'm a sophomore at Purdue now, I guess. Uh, I'm a CS major, minoring in management and math. Uh, I guess I don't really have, I'm not working for anywhere right now like Matt (laughs) is, but, you know, hopefully next year I will be. Uh, But, yeah, I guess I could say I'm trying to go into the CS software field, kind of, um, trying to get myself to have a little bit more business background and I kind of like math I guess so I just popped that <laughs> I in. guess <laughs> I okay, guess Kat is really good at math he's amazing at math he's no, no, I'm great fine. at math um there I guess like yeah I'm yeah I just want to go into software in some sort of like leadership position I guess and uh, my current organizations like Matt I'm in Beta Chi Theta 
I'm part of Boiler Bunga here at Purdue, and I'm also part of the South Asian Student Association. So um, all four of us met, I guess I would say at like one party. We all met each other yeah. some way, one way or another at one party. So I'll talk about how I met, met both Matt and Couch. So I met Matt because, um, so this was like the first party of the year at Beta Chi. So I went down and I was going to grab a drink and um, I didn't act like a normal freshman, I guess to say the least. And Matt was kind of questioning how comfortable <laughs> I was at a frat party. And um, then I said that I was from New York and I've been to college parties before. And then that was kind of my lasting impression of that. Um, me and Kalsh met the same night. Um, he was helping me make sure my friends got home safely. And then I like, was sober <laughs> and then he forced he was like no I'm gonna make sure you get all the way to your dorm safely being the very chivalrous guy he is and then from there we became really good friends so yeah that's how I met the two of them for me I don't know how I met Matt I think yeah. I definitely met him everyone at knows H Matt it's like an innate everyone thing. just knows him it's like <laughs> if you go to Purdue you just know Matt you Thomas. take a step on the cap campus and you're like Matt Thomas is the president yeah of you feel <laughs> I don't know. I think I definitely met him at the house, but I just, the, my lasting impression of, of him for me was he repeatedly rolled his eyes at me. What? I think <laughs> 10 times during our conversation. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I get like, that a lot though. I just didn't think Matt I did I thought you weren't good enough, Joala. You weren't, you were I, I'm not good enough. <laughs> for what? I'm not good enough in comparison. <laughs> and so he just kept rolling his eyes at me and I was like, all right, I'm just a freshman. He's just putting me in my place. Whatever, it's fine. Um, and then I think since quarantine, like since everyone's been posting for Black Lives Matter, we got to talking more and then he offered to come speak on the podcast, which is really nice. And then Kaushik, I met through mutual friends, I think. Yeah, we met through mutual friends and then we all went to a party together. Yashi, you were there. Kaushik yeah, we is went one to of those party. people that like knows everyone. Like he's like yeah. social. So yeah, and find out about who he is. we're both on the Bunger team and we're both CS majors. So it was kind of given to happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I, I actually distinctly remember Yashi more for, <laughs> for being friends with Kaushik. Like I think it was already a couple weeks into the semester and like, you guys were like come like going around like a lot of places together, and you guys were like yeah we're just like best friends and i was like oh okay and then like we talked like a bit then and then i think a little bit later you're like oh i'm interested in rushing against i and i was like trying to piss you really hard on yeah. kind of like rushing um and stuff and yeah i don't necessarily remember how i met joala from the start of the semester but i remember we talked a lot more in spring semester yeah uh, for um, sure. and you know different like events and stuff like that and obviously like yeah we've been talking like you know for for Black Lives Matters and stuff and yeah I met Kashik during Rush and things but <laughs> that semester I wasn't like president or anything like I just was just like still as like loud. <laughs> Matt was just Matt doing Matt things. <laughs> You'll understand in a couple months. Incoming, incoming freshman rushing. Yeah. I, you will know Matt. You will hear <laughs> Matt and feel Matt's presence. Yeah you'll feel the energy. <laughs> Okay, so today we're going to be talking about gender roles um, and how we were taught to be or act a certain way or say certain things because of our gender and how we've seen it a little bit differently in the South Asian community. So yeah, for me, 
Um, growing up, because I grew up with a predominantly female family, it's me, my sister, my mom, and my dad, and even outside of my extended family, it's mostly girls. Um, there was a little more equality between the roles, but there was still a little bit of like, women are the caretakers, and they kind of take on that role of being the one who is taking care of the children and cooking and cleaning. But it wasn't like they were forced to do that. It was just kind of like how it was because the guys tend to go to work and stuff. So it wasn't necessarily an obligation to do, but it was just kind of the natural flow of our family. Yeah, for me, I think in my household, like my immediate family at home, I have a brother and then it's my mom and dad and I. So it's pretty even. And even my mom's siblings, it's pretty even. It's like two girls, two boys, and each of them have two kids. And then it's four girls, four boys. So everything's been even. And in my house, I'd say my parents are pretty equal. It's not like my mom's always doing this and my dad's always doing this. It's pretty shared and balanced. But the place that I saw gender roles, like the heaviest and very traditionally is in my grandparents because my grandma, she only finished up to fourth grade and then my grandpa was super educated and they got an arranged marriage, right? And so she's just at home. She's All she does is pretty much like cook and help clean around the house. And then my grandpa's working and so that's where I first saw the very traditional Indian gender roles and because of him being more educated and him just being a man you know it's given that he can be more aggressive and stuff I've noticed instances where he would tell my grandma to be quiet or not speak on something that she wanted to speak about yeah I would I definitely agree with you know both of what you guys are saying I guess for background of myself um I don't know if all the listeners know, but I'm a, I'm, I'm a Catholic Indian. I'm a, I'm a Malayali. Uh, you know, there's not that many Malus on campus, but there's like a whole little network of them. And um, so my family is raised like super Catholic. We're like that. It's like a pretty central part of our family. So my mom was always interested in having a lot of kids and I'm the oldest of six. And there's, so it's me, four girls, and then the youngest is a brother and he just turned five in April. So, um, and, and he was born, born when I was, I was a sophomore in high school, but most of my, like, when I grew up was, uh, there was, there's six females in my house, I think, for when I was growing up. My mom, our, our nanny slash, like, distant relative, um, and the four sisters, and then my dad, for a certain part when I was growing up, he was working in Louisville, and he would only come back for the weekends, um, and then, like, most of my cousins and most of my aunts are, uh, that I was related to are female and, and things, so that, that definitely, like, significantly changed the way that I was, um, raised to how like other I think Malayali kids are kind of raised just from the way that like there there wasn't really a whole lot of other men to kind of take on those the the other male roles and my mom um did earn more than my dad um for like she worked in like business analytics and like consulting and stuff and my dad worked with like project engineering so um she she wouldn't have enough time to like do a lot of the cooking and cleaning and stuff. She's actually a shit cook, but my dad's actually the better cook in the family. And and when it's not her, we had the, the nanny that would take care of it for like making like general, like, you know, for other Indian stuff there, or it'd be like my grandmother when we're back home in Illinois. So uh, that, that definitely like significantly changed my views on everything. Basically, like I was growing up in a house where there was three guys and one female, I guess, and a mom. So in our family, you'd probably expect there to be more of a masculine influence, but Honestly, I would say that I didn't really in- see that a lot. Maybe maybe in sense where my mom might be the better cook 
or like you know my dad might be working more but i still see that they have very mutual respect for each other and both of them tend to share their roles as like caretakers for me and my brother very like very well like my i know in my family cooking is like all four of us do that like it's not my mom's job it's whoever has the time that they gets to do it usually it sometimes it's like my mom more but like that's because like we prefer her cooking you know you got to <laughs> give it to her my mom's the better cook but like if time comes my brother will step up and cook if my mom's tired if my dad will want to go barbecue I don't know like I think that's something that I grew up with that like maybe not a lot of Indians I've seen growing up with like even coming from a very South Indian like background like my parents are very religious and our grandparents are pretty traditional you know um my parents were brought up in an arranged marriage probably a little bit different than some families here uh probably every Indian knows about arranged marriage but like you know you you don't usually expect to see a sudden change like with my grandparents and my parents what was the difference really both of them were arranged marriage both of them didn't really know each other but in the end, my parents came here. My grandparents stayed in India. Like, what did that change? My grand, my grandparents had to deal with Indians on a constant basis. My parents decided to, you know, maybe it was better to adapt. And I think that changed our, like, family's view on a lot of things. Yeah, I definitely think, like, coming to the United States changes the traditional Indian roles that come in a family. Because I know for me, looking back, most of my family up until recently they tried to stay in like joint families or they would live in like very close proximity with each other so it felt like a joint family so coming here my parents only knew a couple people from our family that lived here so it kind of changed where you both now have to work together to you know help clean the house help do this help do that because you didn't have like you know a house that you already had that you're just moving into it's more like you're starting from the bottom up uh, my, my, my grandparents came when my dad was about six years old. Uh, my, my grandma had like a nursing um, job. She went to Loyola. And then my grandfather, I found out, was, was a civil engineer. And like he worked on railroads and like he came here and kind of did the same thing. Um, so my dad, you know, from raising from six to like 20, you know, going to college, going to college here at UIC, like he had like that Western view. Um, and then he came back to India um, to, to find my mom in the early 90s. Um, and so she came over here, went to college here, but she was, was much more traditional in her thinking um, a little bit more, but she was also kind of like, she went, she went to Northwestern, got her MBA and went farther like a little bit more than, than my dad did. So I think that also played a very significant role on like how um, my family outlook was, came from instead of both my parents coming from America, both my parents coming from India uh, per se. Is there any difference? Do you guys think there's a difference between an, uh, an arranged marriage and a love marriage in terms of gender roles in America? Kind because of. I wouldn't really know because my parents, is like had, they had a love marriage. So kind of, but also no. So my parents had an arranged marriage. Um, my dad did his undergraduate and graduate degree here in the United States and then went back, married my mom. And then my mom came about six months after the wedding. So she moved in with my dad and everything. Um, so they had a very traditional arranged marriage and it's pretty equal. Like my mom does, you know, take on the role and clean the house, but my dad will help out no matter what. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So because all of us have 
you know, grown up in different family structures, I guess you would say. How has that changed your opinion of how you guys should be or how the opposite gender or how other people should be? In my house, because I live a little bit more in the countryside, there's a lot of people here have a lot of land. And so my yard, I'm lucky, it's fortunate that I have this land, you know, it's like I have a big yard. And so there was always yard work that had to be done. And my parents are super big on gardening and everything. And so growing up, you know, even to this day, my parents will assign me the same chores as my brother outside in the yard, no matter how big our lawnmower is, you know, our our lawnmower is like, it's giant. Like I can't even start it myself, but I'll just get my brother's help to start it and I'll do it myself. So for me, Wait, my parents- Wait, you have like one of those drivable lawnmowers? Yeah, like it's really big. Dude, it's Joala's big. house oh Joala's house is one that you've seen like the ads for like gardening tools where they're sitting there and like mowing their lawn in like the perfect <laughs> curve. That's Joala's house. <laughs> and so, you know, I grew up learning how to use a cultivator. I grew up knowing how to use all these types of machines in the yard and my parents were never like you shouldn't be doing this because you're a girl you should be inside doing this no like my brother is assigned the dishes as much as I am my brother like I'm assigned to go work in the yard as much as my brother is it's never uh, there's never really a separation yeah one instance I remember specifically is like when I was little um my mom wanted me to go like take out the trash right which is like perfectly fine so I'm about to go take out the trash and my dad's like no 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 don't make her do the trash like don't make her take out the trash like make her do something else inside the house mom's like bro what is this whack mentality like she's a human being yeah we pay for her to like survive in this house like the least she can do is take out the trash and like from then on it kind of like fed into my idea of you know, like, it doesn't matter what gender you are, what you identify as. I know there's a lot of people who don't identify as strictly male or female, but no matter what you are, like, you still have to, like, do your part, you know, like, if you're all living in a house, you all need to take on that role to make sure that the house is clean and people are fed and things like that. Yeah, and I think a big thing from this is maybe in our culture, we're, we're taught, or at least older generations, we're taught how to survive in this world in a codependent way where they were relying on their husband to do certain things in the house. And so women were trained a certain way. But I think it's important for parents now to be teaching us how to survive regardless, you know, independently. That way, when you come together, it's just that much stronger. Yeah, so my take, I guess, is again opposite of Joe Wallace. So one of my, it's not really a story as much as like, so our, our, our nanny, she was, she was from India, you know, she was raised in India and everything. And she saw me sweeping one day and I was sweeping to like, I was sweeping so that like the place could be clean and I was sweeping to help out like my family. And she was just like, put that down. Like, why are you doing this? And then, and, and I was like, like, what? Like, I'm just trying to help you out. And she's like, no, that's something for your mom to do or for your sister to do. And I'm like, bitch if i'm not doing it like see that you should be doing it or yeah, like, someone told matt thomas to stop doing it. I, and it was just like I, like I was fine like i'm okay like being treated like a king or whatever and not doing like dishes matt. and it definitely like matt it acknowledging definitely, the king he is matt, matt is like i am a king you had matt like that would have definitely let you keep sleeping 
Jack is a king, but has humbled himself to act like a servant. That's, that's yeah. True. He's no, but like it, this is a, a bad world. Okay, this is a bad way of raising me. Like this is a rad <laughs> way of raising kids of just like knowing. Like I was supposed to take out the trash or whatever, but I was also kind of a bitch about it. I'll be honest. And, like I was like, oh, why do I have to do this? Why can't I just like you know, delegate it out to someone else? And like, you know, oh, I didn't actually say that, but it was. I was never a fan of doing, and no one's really a fan of doing chores. But luckily, when you have like a big family, you can try to get away with like pointing fingers at someone else to do it. But oh, there's always that. Do it in a small family. It works. It works. Yeah. Trust it me, takes I hard know. work and determination, but it works. <laughs> but when my sister, like she, so she's like allergic to soap, so she'd always make a big deal about her washing dishes and stuff. And I think now it's kind of changed, but like it, the the large part of the work then would go on to my dad and then our nanny. Cause my mom would come like back at like 6 PM or whatever from work and have to go early for work. And then she would be the one helping all the kids with schoolwork. And there's, there was five kids for most of my life, four or five kids. So like she would be the one like, um, and, and there's different priorities. I think different parents have the way that, you know, they're raised, but my mom was more of the one that was like cared about more of her academics rather than like how our home life is. Like she would care that I was going to go to good places. So she would like be up to like 12, like midnight maybe with me and be like, Matt, like, you got to learn all the states and capitals for your exam tomorrow in fifth grade. Whereas my dad would be like, you'd be better bed by 10 p.m. Room has to be clean and blah, blah, blah. And we'd be like, I would look at him and be like, yo, like, fuck that. Like, I need to go study, dude. Like, so that's just kind of like the, the difference, I think, in some, some parents' notions. And I think that kind of comes from like the fam- where they're raised and their priorities and values, but not so much maybe from, um, but also, I guess, like, that's the way that my parent, my, my mom's parents raised her, too, is just more, like, focus on studying and stuff, and someone else will take care of the cleaning. Honestly, I kind of find that, like, a little bit, like, ironic, because in my house, like, for the longest, I mean, like, okay, like, a little fun fact, I'm a, above six foot, but, like, before that, like, I was the smallest person in my family. I kind of way to bring his height okay, into this. He just needed just to wait, flex. Just wait. I didn't Everybody even say the specifics, okay? Okay. When I just you said see above, Kaushik, he's a mountain. <laughs> listen <laughs> here, okay? Before I had the height, I was small too. And in my family, <laughs> like, like, the height was the only thing that has ever helped me in anything. Before that, bro, like, I was the weakest link, you know? Cleaning, like, they'd be like, oh, Kaushik? <laughs> yeah, he's not doing anything. Let's make him clean. Like, it's not like, oh, like, the women or this. It's just, like, whoever was available in my house. So I kind of, like, I kind of find it a little funny almost. But, like, that Matt had even thought about, like, delegating the tasks to someone. If I even thought about that, that that's, like, like, you already know, bro. Like, my parents are, like. Wait, what does that mean? Uh, yeah, for, for, like, uh, child abusement purposes, I will not <laughs> translate that. But those, <laughs> I mean, I'm joking. But, like. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all know how Indian parents be. <laughs> I'm fine, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, but like, <laughs> I, by the way. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's kind of funny how, like, in a traditional Indian household, Matt's right. Like, a lot of these traditional Indian households, that him, he's like his own. His family is different than us three. Like, we're in a smaller family. We know how it is to be like independent. You know, our family just started. He had his grandparents. That already is another level of like family security almost you know yeah but in that sense you are able to diversify in your family which gives you the chance to like even think about gender roles almost me like there's one woman we don't even consider like we won't be like oh women do this guys do this 
thought you said we don't even consider bro, we don't even no, no, no. for a second i was gonna be like whoa no, no, like, bro oh, my mom okay. will come in here and be like immediately wake me up and be like you're doing this this and this and then like nobody my else will text me she'll be like i need this 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 and this done today i'll be like all right yeah, before my mom leaves for work, she'll, like, scream into my room. She'll be like, this is all the things to do before I come back. And if you don't, you're in trouble. I'll be like, okay, don't buy her. I know. And when you see that car rolling in the driveway, you're, oh, you you know, do everything. you're, you're in trouble. You're, like, <laughs> suddenly, like, a superhero, like, doing everything. But, yeah. But um, because, like, I guess this applies more to Kalish, but because you kind of did help around the house and, like, you were, like, you know, taught to be, like, this isn't, like, a gender role thing. It's just kind of you do what you want. How did that play into what you define as like masculinity? I honestly don't know if I could give you an accurate description of what my family portrayed as masculinity versus femininity. My dad is my dad. Like, he's not like, you know, he's not the homie that goes to bars every day, Monday night football, all that. You know, he's just a chill dude, goes to work, comes home, watches NBA, chillaxes with us, watches Netflix, does his own thing. But, like, that's how I've been brought up, you know? Like, I was always, I never thought, like, oh, like, he never told me, like, oh, by the way, remember, as a dude, you got to do these things. Like, he never, like, took me out <laughs> fishing or, like, whatnot. Like, you know, those yeah. are just, I just kind of assumed, like, life was, like, up to your own interpretation. My dad had his experiences. I had my experiences. Coming to America, I have probably have way more experiences than my parents did, but, like, I think the way that my parents just kind of like ignored, like I w- I don't know if honestly now that I'm looking at it, like maybe I was maybe when I was younger I might have not even noticed gender roles, but like now as I'm older I don't really see it as a parent, and I think it might be because of the size of my family currently, but you know. Yeah, I definitely think it was more enforced like when I was little that now like my dad like if I wore shorts like he'd be kind of like don't wear shorts, but then he'd be wearing shorts and I'd be like wait what. I th- it's hot outside. I want to wear a pair of shorts. But like now looking, looking at the dynamics of my family now, it's kind of like we are all old enough to be taking on a role in the household and everyone should be doing that. But yeah, I think for me, my idea of masculinity has also been kind of changed because I kind of see Bollywood movies and like TV shows and the, the male role in the household is always just like he's either very cold and distant and like he's the decision maker or he's just like I don't know it's just like the dynamic is very different from my house and like the way my dad is like my dad he'll always come to my room he'll always give me hugs and be like oh I love you like how's your day and like he like you know pays attention to like knowing that we're kids and we need to be reminded that like you know they love us and that's why like my idea of masculinity has more been become has more become like someone that's more in tune with their emotions and someone that has a better understanding of like, like when I look at guys that aren't able to be emotional, I kind of am like, I kind of, I don't want to say I judge them, but I kind of see them in a different light because being able to like be in tune with your emotions says a lot about your self understanding and like how you see yourself, you know? Yeah, there's a lot I res- want to respond to is this. So <clears throat> the first thing is uh, kind of about, you know, with, with Kashik and the, the delegation thing is, as I'm as an oldest, right? Like when I start, when I'm doing t- for years and then my sisters are now the same age than when I was starting you know getting delegated this task I'm like you know what this is not fair why am I still taking out the trash 
like when I'm in like high school this is when such this girl older sibling perfectly, thing. Yeah. yeah, this is the most perfectly able to do older it. sibling versus younger sibling thing. I'm the youngest, Bro, you're the there's oldest. There's three like, younger <laughs> siblings. Three are the youngest. Matt's the only oldest one here. Oh. Yeah, talk so, trash about younger siblings while you're at it. <laughs> um, but yeah, with my dad, my dad was kind of like if you would see my dad, you'd think he's like kind of like a bro. Like he was kind of like, a, you know, he does his work, but he kind of comes back and he immediately wants to like to sell baseball cards and kind of like to watch, you know, basketball games, football games, big into fantasy football, big into going out, having events, having fun. And my mom is more like pray, more study, like that. Why are you hanging out with people? Like, you know, make sure you're getting ahead for Monday. So my, the way that my dad would kind of show his love was, you know, taking us out to like, to, to like NBA games, like Pacers games or Bulls games, you know, watching that and like giving us video, giving me video games, you know, watching TV with me. I would, um, I mean, watching TV is kind of both sides. Like my mom kind of grew out of that, but I used to like love watching just, I think watching TV with their parents is like the ultimate form of love. Um, but my dad was, is, doesn't have like the way to kind of maybe show emotions as much as like, you know, like your moms do. And I've really related to this and um, with being fraternity president. I gave my dad a huge uh, Father's Day post uh, from for this year. But after like being in the position where you're kind of like, you have to be that, that, that face of the family of, you know, you kind of make decisions, you have to be kind of strong. Like I've realized now what my dad had to kind of do, deal with his whole life. And I've just given him so much more respect for it because like you could never be like the one to kind of like, take some time off for like yourself you always have to be there to kind of answer questions you always have to be like a strong figure you can never seem like weak or like you will like lose like the respect and i think a lot of it comes from like our our you know our our innate like i guess like you know, tribal instincts of you know uh, of who's like the strongest and dominance and all of that and something i can go into more detail a bit later but i dads have a hard role and i think that for their own safety they need to go put that pressure a little bit more on other people on like the on like the on like the their wife or or whomever their partner is just to kind of balance a little bit more of those decision makings but not super far like it, it should be balanced i think if you go one way or the other someone's going to get shafted and someone's going to have like feel yeah. that pressure of always being in control and always being the strongest and that's just like a big expectation to have for humans because we're just we just all can't deal with it right now we're dealing with situations that that people that are 70 years old 50 years old that have degrees in this don't know how to deal with no parent really can understand like what's the best way of raising their parents they're trying to just do the best they can and when they fail at it they just don't know how to like accept it they don't know how to like admit that they need to change so for you Matt and Kaushik did you guys ever deal with you know when you tried to show your emotions people were telling you not to and did it come from girls or did it come from guys so I think the best way to like explain it is the idea of like toxic masculinity like have you ever felt like you've been forced to put on a certain face like if you want to show emotions to someone if you want to feel comfortable in that area like you you feel like you've been judged or kind of pushed out of the ability to do that I think it happens kind of naturally more so than it's like you cry and then uh, like someone comes to you and you be like stop being a bitch or you know whatever and it, it kind of comes over from like the slight comments I think that we make in the way that we kind of have to deal with things at school, but it's, it's more societal than I would say like it happens overtly. I think it, it still happens to everyone just because like 
there's so many de- depictions of people, um, you know, in our media and like the, so many ways that you might see people act and like from the way that they act to be like, to be considered normally you have to follow those steps of like the exact same way they did it. Um, I know that's like a little bit vague, but like if you deviate from that, it's be like, oh, what's wrong with you? you know? Yeah. I think it's like what you see and hear growing up and then you start to put that own pressure on yourself. So maybe it's not coming from other people. It's just you telling yourself not to show emotion. Have you, have you guys found ways to, you know, like remind yourself that it's okay to be emotional? Like obviously we were taught or guys were taught that you have to be strong, but have you, like what made you realize that that's not necessarily what it means to be a man? I think for me is something I've found out uh, throughout like, high school is when I was able to like actually express my feelings to people I actually formed way better friendships with multiple people and honestly speaking I formed a lot of French better friendships with a lot of girls more than some guys because of the fact that I could talk about my feelings to a few girls I probably wouldn't ever like like, you know, some of these girls may be, like, they're maybe they're not my best friends. Like, obviously, some of my best friends are maybe guys. And even they, like, I won't talk to about my feelings all the time, you know? But I think what I realized over, like, like years of, you know, communicating with people is, like, you form better. I think for me, it was I realized that I don't want to keep, like, faking all these like relationships and friendships with people like it's not worth it to me like it's just a waste of time honestly speaking and if I'm gonna put my time into a person then I am expect like then I hope they understand that means I'm gonna tell them what I feel and that means they can tell me how they feel and that's how a friendship should be I like I always hated being in those friendships where it's like I think this is like something I've understood with like some my guy friendships more than girl friendships guys just don't keep talking you know sometimes girls will just keep talking sometimes more than you want yeah <laughs> and like, obviously there's bore both ends right girls won't stop talking guys sometimes stop talking when they should keep talking and i think both of us both genders should come to some sort of middle ground where we can like be better because it's not helping really that the fact that guys are keeping all their feelings inside like even like the other like literally like yesterday my girlfriend called me a simp and I was like what the hell does that even mean like what do not call I immediately was offended like off the bat like I was like don't call me that like I don't even know what that is don't call me that like I heard that on TikTok I don't want to be associated with it and she's like what do you mean like it's a simp that means you care about me I care about you like I mean like you know like obviously that is true but like this as soon as you call me a name for it like okay now, now, then I was like, now I don't want to be a sim. Now I don't care. And then she was like, what? Like, she got, like, Priyanka got, like, whole offended because of this. Like, I think, like, the fact that, like, there's, like, these names, like, simp and stuff, like, th- it just delegitimizes, like, feelings in general. Like, it makes people think that they're a different type of person for feeling something. Why does the, the word simp bother you? <laughs> Okay, look, honestly, like, I didn't even know what simp meant until, like, yesterday, but I, you know, like, you just hear the word simp, like, you think the words, if you didn't know what the word simp means, you probably, and someone called you a simp, you'd probably be like, 
what what the hell like shut the heck up like no i'm not like but does someone calling you simp make you want to act a very different way to be an anti-simp yeah exactly that's what i'm saying like, <laughs> as soon as she said that i was like <laughs> like i was like i'm gonna hang up right now like i don't want to be on call with you like <laughs> but the thing is Oh, sorry. Joel and I, Joel and I just see Kashuk like stand up, like he all of his six foot four. Like I'm not a simp. Like I'm not a simp. <laughs> My whole point is, is that... like maybe I am a simp, but does it? Why does it matter? Like I can do whatever I want. Like I can care about people, I think, and I like. Th- like I why am I being called a name, name for on this? it? Yeah, I think putting the name on it makes it a, a bad thing when it's not. It was you showing your feelings. And maybe you were talking, which is not many guys do that as much. And yeah, so I, I see where you're coming from. I think putting a name on it is, you know, it's harmful. Yeah, like, and I'm not even trying to say like, oh, in a, sorry, Matt, I'll come to you. But like, I, like, I'm not trying to say like, it happens in all settings. It happens in the simplest settings. It happens with like, your loved ones, like your girlfriend calls you a simp. And then you, aud- you Someone who you you normally like. Uh, Kashik yeah, really sassing her right now, damn. Kashik, like putting his hand dude, up. He's dude, really she's making gonna listen to the pod- She's gonna listen to the podcast. And be like, do you have something to say to me right now? <laughs> it's all right. She knows. <laughs> but uh, but like, yeah. I mean, like, it's not like that's what I'm saying. It's the simplicity of just naming conventions, like. It could be anyone who calls you it and immediately you want to switch. Yeah, I think a lot of our language is like that too. I know guys have heard the phrase like grow a pair or don't be a sissy, man up. And those are, you know, they're super common. We've all said them. And then but for me it's it's like on the surface, they're telling a man to be stronger and more masculine, but at the same time it also makes women seem like they're weaker yeah so my point was that with with words like simp or like you know those phrases that you just mentioned why do they have power they have power because you've decided that you decided that that you're offended by this and that you don't want to be called this but there's certain reasonable things that you could be called a simp for be called a sissy for that it shouldn't be the case like for in your case like if you're like trying to talk to your girlfriend or whatever that's just being like a boyfriend like there's there's like you can be called a sim for, but that's just like a joke. You can treat it as a joke, right? Or for another example, like um, let's just say that you're out and about and you know, you're just being a little bit um, unhygienic, right? And it'd be like some guys like, oh yeah, don't be a bitch. Like if you know you're like passing around jewels or something, or like you know something like they just touched without washing their hands. I'm like, bro, that's unsanitary. Like we don't need to have the conversation <laughs> about being manly. That this is toxic masculinity, like in like, the highest order of just like. You should go look out for yourself and not be like, I'm a man. My jeans are stronger than to deal, like, strong enough to deal with this. Like, bro. Like. Uh, I know for me, like with all my guy friends, like I obviously would prefer a guy friend who is, you know, like open and comfortable to like speaking about his emotions. It just makes a better friendship. Like Kaushik said, you know what both people are like thinking and you just like have a deeper understanding of who the other person is. But that doesn't mean it's not like funny because like, I know for my guy friends, when we're out in public and like with all of our other friends, they don't show that emotional side. It's just like when they're with me, they get all like talking about their feelings and stuff. So like when I call them a simp, it's more to just like poke it fun. Like, oh, hi, you don't have the guts to do this in front of anyone else. You're just doing it in front of me. I've never like intentionally done it as like 
Like I've never like made fun of someone in the sense where they should like change who they are. It's more just like poking fun at like, oh, you don't have the guts to do this in person, but you're just like, you don't have the guts to do this in front of other people, but you have the guts to do it in front of me. Like that's adorable. Like that's cute. Like I'm just poking fun at like their little childish like personality. Yeah, I definitely say it's easier to be a little bit more open with like, like weird tendencies with women. Yeah. And like they're just more open with a lot of things. Like if you, um, like if you just wanted to get your eyebrows threaded or like if you wanted to go through like some grooming stuff, like <laughs> girls would be just more open to it and guys would be like, dude, why are we having this discussion? And I think this is also something that I think is very overt that when I was growing up, uh, I, I think at some point my female friends, I would have a lot of female friends and I was more comfortable hanging out with females. I think from like middle school to like parts of high school. And my parents kind of thought that was already like a little bit weird, but I was like, oh, I want to go get like my eyebrows done. And then my my mom is like what the fuck like that's gay and like like they would like they would consider that like actually homosexual i think that's where like the whole like this is a whole different discussion but that's also a toxic way of thinking that like oh if you you can't be like well self-groomed and also be straight which is like which is not a good way to think about it because like you know straight girls do like well-groomed guys like that's Uh, yeah like, like has flies flying all around him like yeah no i think i completely agree with matt like i think i only like i feel like it's important for a guy to have a friendship with some girl to understand why girls like guys until a guy like does that like i feel like half them don't get any game that's just my opinion i figured out everything a girl wanted like from like some of my friendships from a girl and then i just want to say i'm the reason kalshik is with his girlfriend I, I just want to put that out there. It was all because of me. I'm taking all the credit. So I'm just saying, he knows from experience, girls help. It's true. Girls do help. But like, they help in a lot more things than you can even understand. Like, I like, I don't know. Yeah, like what Matt was saying, eyebrow threading. Like, I remember there was a point when I was like, oh my God, I have kind of a unibrow. Maybe I should get rid of that shit. And then now it's like every freaking like, like a few months I'll make sure that shit is like shaped up and I don't know like why that's a problem but like some people are like oh what you're gay like no bro I want to have good looking eyebrows so that girls like me I don't want to look like a hobo I'm sorry but like I have I have like you know like I feel like guys like put off that vibe where it's like oh I don't need to have standards for myself I can just do whatever I want like no I think like guys should like be able to present themselves too like in a setting and I be feel able like to do- a lot of guys think that girls are attracted to that like masculinity all the time. Like it, it's not like girls aren't attracted to masculine men. It definitely does. You know, like some girls do like having someone that's like kind of very dominant and like takes care of like the takes care of her and stuff. But that doesn't mean like she'd want him to be like that the whole time. You know, like there's exactly. also moments where you'd want them to be like the little mushy gushy one, and you can just like be like cute and romantic yeah i mean like you don't want them out there looking like chewbacca (laughs) like yeah they're big like you know they're masculine but they don't need to you know there's some standards i i think like even with you know like my cousins and and other like girls i talk to like they they do want guys that like like drink whiskey and like do seem like like that they have like the i think the what it was the lumberjack type of mentality or whatever <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 dying. it's realistic though that is like yeah. that is it makes sense it makes sense 
but you shouldn't be always like I'm only drinking whiskey and beer, and you shouldn't always be like I'm drinking like white claws and like margaritas. <laughs> like it, there, there's like that happy balance of like when you kind of have to have either or. And I think it's really just all about like presentation. Like if you're always like, oh yeah, let's go, you know, like get our nails done, get our eyebrows done. Like it's it's gonna come off like kind of weird. But like if you kind of do it and then like just like er, like be comfortable with it and be just be like, dude, this is like the move. Like, if you're not doing it, you're weird. Then, like, I think more guys would be more open to it. No, but I think it's just, it's all about presentation. So do you think that whole idea of do, grooming, well, not grooming, but, like, kind of, like, higher maintenance grooming, being kind of, like, weird and homosexualized, does that come from other guys? Does that come from people older than them? Does that come from girls? Like, where are you mostly getting those jokes from or, like, critiques from? Uh... Definitely my mom, but most other guys. Uh, my mom definitely said something like that. I was definitely shocked. I was like, I needed you to support me on this, and you didn't. And I was like, <laughs> the trade. So, like, no. when is when is Beta Kai going to, like, a nail salon, getting their nails done? When is this, like... Patrick <laughs> knows my plans. He, he knows what I've been trying to say for years. Are you actually... Is this actually going to happen? Yeah, I cannot say anything. <laughs> I cannot say. <laughs> no i think yeah no i think i remember one time specifically when my parents like just like out of nowhere my like that was just like are you gay like i'm like what no (laughs) and you know it's honestly really funny like if i could honestly explain the story like i snuck my best friend into my house because we wanted to hang out but then like (laughs) but like we can't just go downstairs right like my friend and i ended up just sleeping in my room and my dad found us in the morning he was like are you kidding and like (laughs) later that night he's like are you i'm like no bro like come on like am i not allowed to have a sleepover bro that's so funny dude i know like me and him were literally watching daredevil all night and then this dude comes in like five hours later i'm like bro (laughs) like chill i I think this is even also like apparent so i I'm, i'm at my friend's apartment right now and like we watched uh we watched v for vendetta last night and last weekend we watched the boys and dude we're just growing out we're like chilling you know like i think kashik knows what we're doing but like we're uh you know just like eating chips and stuff like that eating pizza and then just like and i come back home and then like my roommate's like yo like are you guys like finished banging yet or like finished like you know just being gay i'm like dude like i mean yeah it's like kind of funny when you say it because like you know you, you can just like you can make fun of friends like that but like it's like if guys actually think that for just like wanting to hang out one-on-one and just like you know just like do guy shit like it is kind of weird but i also have a very similar story of where i was driving to purdue one time and i was sleeping this is like for a, like a college tour and i woke up but i didn't like actually like say anything yet and i was hearing my car my parents have a conversation about me and they're just talking about if i was gay and i was like what the fuck am i listening to and then there's like yeah like my dad was like yo what if it's like you know actually the case and my dad was so much more open to it to my mom and my, my dad is like a bit more liberal than my mom my mom's like no way like absolutely no way there's 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 i mean she knows because i've talked to her about girls that i've liked and i don't have that same type of discord with my my dad discourse with my dad um but he was like you know what but if he is like it's not a problem and my mom's like no like not at all like that cannot happen so i i think that that's like also like a conversation that even parents kind of have to have and just like what is even acceptable for like the way that they can act and like questioning on like who they are so 
But I have a question for you, Matt. Did, yes. Like after ex- both of us experiencing like somewhat like relative experiences where yeah. we, our parents kind of like questioned it, even though like you think like it made you after like after that, did it make you like feel like you needed to kind of ensure that they knew that you were like straight or like whatever, like, you know? No, um, per- for me personally, it was more like, I mean, in my, also my eyes, I'm a bit of like a rebel in a lot of ways. So it was like, my mom was always like, you need to go like do this, this and this. And it would be just like, and it would be like religious stuff or whatever. And I would just, I would say with my words, like, no, like I'm going to have sex before marriage. Like I'm going to do this and that, even though like, I don't actually like, I'll actually personally believe with her. Uh, I'll like, I'll actually like listen to her, but I'll just like always have it in my mind. or just like, I just want to like, make you mad (laughs) just for my own like fun and it's kind of like a bad thing to say but I've never been like oh I need to go make sure they know that I'm like straight or whatever because it's like like why should they be mad and I think it's actually a good thing that I made for other information um but I I don't really want to say it on here but uh, I said it earlier in our call for um I think it's good that we need to normalize this type of behavior and like for parents to be kind of open to it for them to at least have a discussion even if it's not actually true yeah, I definitely feel like, I know, like, the longer my parents have lived in the United States, the more open they've been to different, you know, individuals and different identities. And I really, really like that because it makes sense to start off with a certain opinion, but it's a lot better to, you know, learn more, educate more and educate yourself more and then grow from that because, you know, it, it shows it shows growth and it shows progress. Did you guys ever have, like, your own... Uh like uh, rebellious phases to your parents where it's like, oh, I believe this way. And you're like, no, mom, I'm not gonna, like, are your parents all like, you guys have to get married to an Indian. And then I'm like, no, like, I'm gonna marry to a white girl. I'm gonna marry to like an Asian girl. Like, well, kind of like, so for me, my parents are like, from the get go, they're like, you're marrying like an Indian, like, that's it. It's done. Like, like, and their, their, their reasoning behind it made a lot of sense where it was, we raised you very culturally aware. You know a lot about, you know, India and you know a lot about the Indian culture. You speak the language, you eat the food regularly. So they didn't, they were more worried about if I were to be with someone who wasn't, you know, of the similar culture, I might not be able to embrace that side of me as much as I do now. So it was more of like, coming from a place of we care about you and we want you to be happy and we know that your culture is something that you love and appreciate and we don't want that taken away from you yeah that's actually a really good point that what led to something i also wanted to hit on was um i think in these gender roles in our family like women are also expected to be like more more in tune with their culture like when i was you know growing up and stuff my mom would always tell me like you got to make sure your wife is, you know, knows, knows more about Malayali culture and like is very religious and like will impart that to the kids more than like, no, that's your job to do it. Because like, it's, it's, it should be like half, you know, both parents job to be like equally religious or equally cultural, but more of that like role play, it goes on to the female side. And I think like for Akashic, I, I think, you know, for your, I would say you're like probably like a bit cultural, like it's, it shouldn't be just like, you know, your mom, like that your wife's role of doing, like teaching the language and stuff like that. It should be like a combined effort. Um, Yeah. I've noticed that 
when we go to family friends like pujas or gatherings my mom will she will ask me to wear indian clothes but then i'll ask her like why doesn't my brother have to wear and she's like oh it's, it's fine he can just wear whatever he wants and i was always like you know like that's not fair like, why do i have to wear indian clothes but he doesn't have to and neither does my dad yeah i also feel like in india nowadays like where i'm from women still continue to wear Indian clothes versus guys, like when they go to work, like they're just wearing like jeans and a t-shirt. And even when they go to pujas, they're wearing jeans and a t-shirt. So that's why for me, I like thought that that was normal. Cause I was like, okay. Cause like, that's just like guys clothing where they wear Indian clothes for like very, very special functions. And that's kind of it. Yeah. I actually hate that guys are not like, expected to wear traditional clothings to these kind of things i think like that like i feel like i've seen i see this in like maybe more in our generation than anything but like the guys who ended up like skipping out on all these like indian things like they a lot of them don't even know what they're missing out on and second of all a lot of them get into this mentality where it's just like i see this with a lot of indian parents but it's just like you can just wear whatever you want for every occasion and I personally don't see how that is allowed. Like, you know, there's certain times when you pull up with your, you know, like, sorry and kurta. Sometimes you pull up in, like, formal clothes. Sometimes you pull up in a jeans and t-shirt. I just, like, whenever I see, like, used to see, like, oh, like, those are my friends. Like, oh, look, his sister's in, like, a churidar. Or, like, oh, why is he in, like, a t-shirt and shorts? Oh, what's going on? Like, did he just show up from school? What? But And then they're like, nope, they <laughs> literally just showed up, like, 10 minutes ago together. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. And like, I I know that I always wanted to get a quitta and I never really got any because like, they're like more expensive here. So it makes sense. But then when my parents went back to India to get one, like, and brought it back, I love that shit. Like I, I like try to find places to wear that. I honestly have only gotten to wear it twice and I'm still looking for places to wear that. But I don't think like a lot of guys have gone up into that environment, which is also what I feel like leads to that rule where, I'm not rule, but leads to that notion where it's like, oh, maybe the women need to continue the culture, which I think is, like you said, flawed. Like in our generation specifically, I feel like it's more important than anything where both of the genders are taking their time to show their, I mean, like maybe for Indians to show their culture, I guess, because like, I feel like all of us have grown up the same almost. Like we've gone through high school, American school, you know, like, we've gone probably a lot of us have gone to college and experienced our own things like I'm pretty sure like Matt said like I have my own cultural like opinions and you know experiences and you know like one like the wife should also have one you know like I feel like it's both dude yeah I think that's a very good point you brought up I I was I was raised a bit differently whereas you were like sought it out and you liked it I was more like, oh, this is like a punishment or this is like, this is weird. Or, this is not cool. Of, like wearing Indian clothes and stuff. But the more I've grown up, the more accepting I've been. Uh, because like, I know that like there it's, you know, good outfits. And it's like, you know, it takes part of our culture that, you know, we should continue at least if it's only a couple times per year where, but like, there is a significant difference in like men like are more taken away from it. It's more like, we don't really need to be a part of it. And women need to be a part of it, which is, which is keeping our culture preserved in only half of our, half of our population. 
Um, and I think if we want to keep our culture more preserved, then you have to keep both sides doing it. And that's, that, that's a fact, so. No, yeah. yeah, like, I feel like I see, like, all these, like, South Asian appreciation accounts now, like, suddenly. But, uh, like, it's mainly girl-run. Like, I feel like a lot of them, which is good, which I think is not a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, I've seen mainly girl accounts, and they're all, you know, help, like, like, you know, girl power, this and that, and then they're basically supporting each other, but what I don't really see a lot, and, like, you know, they're, like, showing off their dresses and stuff, which they should be, because, like, like, Indian, like, saris and all that stuff is fucking hype, but, like, I don't know why guys don't have an account like this. Where's the Kurta account, bro? These Kurtas, like, I've seen some... <laughs> Kaushik, start oh, the account. Kaushik, start it, start it. Kaushik, I'm telling you, start the account. Call it, call it Kaushik Skort Buzz. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Blow up. They got a point, bro. You can sh- Dude, if, and if you, have, if you have Matt Thomas on that, it's over. It's oh, over. It's over. Immediately. As soon as you said the name, it was over, Yashi. It's oh, my over. God. But, no, yeah, I know for me, um, and I know a lot of my friends back home, they look up to their moms, like, my friends that are girls look up to their moms as role models. So if they see their mom wearing Indian clothes to certain functions, they want to look like their mom. So they wear that. And I know for my guy friends, they're like, my dad doesn't wear it. So I don't wear it. So I think it's also kind of our duty to, you know, take it upon ourselves or it's like, no, I want to wear it. So I'm going to wear it because for me, I saw my mom wearing all these pretty beautiful saris and like churidars and stuff. And I was like, my mom looks gorgeous and beautiful wearing them so I want to look the same so that's kind of why I wanted to be more in tune with my culture because I kind of saw it in my mom and because she's one of my biggest role models I kind of wanted to be like her so yeah I kind of wanted to switch the conversation a bit more to back to like family and specifically a little more like in the way that our family kind of judges each other and um, I uh, even to the point of like sexualization of like girls and they're young and my grandma was very comfortable with the gender roles that she was, you know, brought into, you know, being raised in India of like being like the housewife of, you know, you're cooking, cleaning, taking care of the kids, making sure everything's okay in the family, doing the spiritual stuff, doing the religious stuff. And then coming to America, like you got to add on the job, um, you know, full-time job. And my grandma was a nurse and she took it in stride and she was like, yeah, like that's, that's my life. That's what I want to do. And that's what she made her happy. So it's not like, I can really say like, oh, that's not how it should have worked because, you know, the, the, the father didn't have to balance other, you know, other stuff with it to, to make it more equal, even though like, I'm sure, you know, he's still pretty busy with trying to do like other bigger stuff in the move and everything. But um, that now we see, I think in our culture, like the more the balance side of it, but people in the community will still, you know, shit on each other. And just like, oh, that woman is not doing this if even if she's like excelling in something else like you know excelling in her career excelling with you know maybe like a like a relationship or another project that we should have and um and that also goes to like the way that they treat the girls from when they're younger of just like oh you're not doing this and this and this how are you going to be like a good husband or you're not you know why are you wearing this when you shouldn't be dressing like that and um you know, like coming into that point a bit more, like I was obviously raised with like, you know, four sisters and the way that they would want to be dressing, like they want to dress as like normal and comfortable, right? Like wearing like just shorts, just like shorts that you can go buy at you know, Kohl's or JCPenney or online or wherever. And, and I would, and I guess like, yeah, they're shorter. Yeah. It's like a bit more revealing, but it's always just like, 
the conversation is like, you can't wear that in the public and you're not, you're, you're not safe to wear that in different stuff. And whereas like for the clothes that we're wearing, there is just no issue. Like, Hey, yeah, you're fine. Like I didn't have to think about it like seven times as much as like my sisters do. And I think like, that's also a conversation that we should probably kind of build more upon. Yeah. I think I noticed that in school with the dress code is when it was hot here, guys would wear like muscle tank tops, you know, like they're, muscles would show their shoulders were showing sometimes like even their nipple would show like at an angle but then when a girl wore a tank top and her it was just her shoulders were showing or if she wore a cropped shirt and her midriff was showing a little bit they would ask the girl to change but the guys were never really asked to go change yeah like my vice principal so this girl she was she had an amazing body like she worked out she had a good body and she wore leggings to school and we didn't really specifically have a dress code it was more just like they more just told us like don't dress inappropriately so she wore leggings and leggings was perfectly fine like everyone wore leggings to school but he called her out and said that she's not allowed to wear leggings and so he told her to like leave school for the rest of the day and she was like kicked out for the rest of the day and her mom came and like obviously argued with him it's like my every daughter wears leggings like why is my daughter wearing leggings and it more like made everyone in my class feel more uncomfortable with our bodies because he only called her out like he he's never called out any other girl but he only called her out because her body emphasized those things with the leggings so that next day i remember we all were so mad and we all just wore leggings just out of spite because it's like what are you gonna do you're gonna you know kick all of us out of school like we all just wore leggings. We didn't do anything. Our bodies look a certain way because that's what we want it to look like. And we're beautiful no matter what we come in. So like you sexualizing that is something that's wrong, especially as a school administrator, you're supposed to be protecting us and not bringing us down like that. Yeah, they really, they're really mad that you guys have like, like a, like a good looking ass or something. <laughs> I, I don't want to say that, this. but like, but she did have a good ass. Like she, she did. And I think like it's it kind of goes both. It's it's a hard discussion because like as guys, like when they're not girls that you know that you're close to, that you're like okay with it, you'll be like, damn, like oh that's amazing, whatever. But then like it also for administrators, be like, what are you guys doing? You're distracting the males. You're you know gonna cause like you know World War Three or whatever with <laughs> the way that you know you're distracting them. And it really shouldn't be the case. Like we should maybe like is some of it like about like maybe objectification yeah but also girls would do the same thing if it's like oh guys are like good muscles like oh damn like he has like but like see if it is it is different because like guys you know parent or or, like control a lot harder when about women which is like yeah which wouldn't be to happen the opposite way for me like if clothing it's not even just clothing so um i live kind of really close to a main road near my house and my school is kind of farther down on that main road So walking home from school, I'd basically walk down that main road and I never really dressed like super duper fancy at school. Like I just didn't have the time. So I'd be wearing like jeans and t-shirts and like sweatpants and stuff like that. And like, I was still getting like cat called from that 15 minute walk. So it never really felt like it was just the clothing. It was more just like girls are seen to be sexualized. Like there were guys that I would see that like would slow their car down behind me or like people that would like yell words at me. And I was only like 15 years old, like 15, 14 years old. And like 
to be hearing those stuff, it made it feel like no matter what I wear, I can wear like a sumo suit around my entire body. And like people are still going to make comments about like how they want to do things to me and like how they think I'm attractive. And like, it never really made me feel good about myself. And that's, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that happened, but yeah, it, it is, it is a problem to be like, you know, you obviously weren't, didn't decide to be like, Oh, I want to have like, like big breasts one day or something. And then like, you're wearing some shirt that kind of like really reveals it and they'll yell at you. Even if another girl is wearing like the same shirt, but like, her, you know, her breasts are like obviously a bit smaller and it doesn't come off as quote unquote sexual. And I think that's also like, a, that's a huge problem. Just like, just being like, oh, like you're inherently trying to do something bad just by like the way that your body is. Yeah. And I know like guys will always be like, oh, but girls like say that about each other. Like if I had a close friend, I was like, oh, like you look hot today or like you look good today. They're like, why can't I do the same? But it's more of the conversation of like, are you comfortable enough with that person to to comment on something like that like if you're not then you shouldn't be saying anything mm -hmm. you know i can't really say i have my own experiences like yashu had but like i do uh, understand and i've seen a lot with my friends who are girls they they very specifically um formulate their like outfits every single day not ba like even like occasionally i will do the same thing but we're judging different things i'm judging whether and what I want to look good in. Girls are judging the weather, what they want to look good in, and what they can, like, present themselves in, too, because they're worried about, like, obviously, like, if their family would say something, if someone else outside would say something. Like, if I were to walk outside and someone's like, you know, like, oh, you look hot, I'm like, thanks, bro. Like, <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, I do. Like, yeah, like, but, like, if, like, a girl were to be called hot by, like, some random dude, like, first of all, that's, like, whack but like i don't know why guys think that's cool but like you don't get don't girls by cat calling let's just put that out there it, it doesn't work i've never yeah, seen it, it work it literally doesn't i don't know any guy who's ever cat called to a woman and actually was able to get with that woman like <laughs> unless that woman or like unless like like some like odd scenario where it happened but like i highly doubt that ever works prostitutes okay matt <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, you asked an answer. I answered the question. Oh no, but um, one thing that I did notice is like, if I'm with a guy, like any of my guy friends, no one says anything. Like, I get less catcalled if I'm just with a male figure because I feel like a guy won't say like guys won't fight someone with an equal amount of authority is with an equal yeah. amount of authority as them so if I'm walking with any of my guy friends no one will check me out no one will say anything no one does anything but if I'm by myself like they think they have the right to like just do whatever they want and I don't like that because it's like why do I have to rely on like why should my guy friends be obligated to make sure that I'm safe um I don't know if this has ever happened to you Yashi but when I go to India my grandparents won't let me go out unless I have an adult male figure like with me because it's not safe, you know, like guys will just stare at me. Yeah, so for me, kind of yes and no. I think it was there when I was younger. Um, the summer before my senior year, I did an internship in India. So I kind of had to just do things on my own. I had to go in rickshaws by myself and all of that. But I did feel a difference when I would walk with my cousins, walk with an older woman. Um, you know, it. The difference that people have and how they view you based on your company definitely changes. When I was by myself, 
guys thought it was okay to like whistle at me. They thought it was okay to say things. And like, I was just, I was literally just walking into like a rickshaw. Like I wasn't doing anything, but the, the, the times that I felt that I was with someone who like with my older cousins that are guys or like with an older female figure, I felt a lot more safer because I felt like no one's going to say anything to me. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, I think a lot of times like in those situations, at least what I hear is that you always think like, okay, what could I have done better? Like, and, and the answer is like nothing. Like you were just, just living and like it happened, but that's obviously like the things that, you know, we should change, but it's, I mean, I think like the best key of advice and it's not like the best advice is because like, if you're a guy that's already like pretty decent about it and you won't really be associating with guys that do it and to convince for the guys that, you know, like support each other, like they're not going to change their ways or even if they like understand what you're saying, they're not going to really call another guy out. Um, and the guys that will are not already going to be associating with them if you get what I mean. So I, I, I don't really know what the best solution is there. I think it, it really should just come from like the way that they're raised um, that it's not okay. If their dad did that, or if like their other male figures did that, then they're obviously going to be more willing to do it. But if their mom's like, you know, what the fuck, you can't do that. Then they're going to obviously be like, Oh, my bad. And I feel like me and Matt might have our own like, experiences with this but like when guys joke around a lot of the times it's just a joke around and most of the guys are not most most guys don't honestly understand when they joke around that like sometimes you can hurt people's feelings and I think like when like things like catcalling I think like some guys find it entertaining almost you know and then but they don't really understand or maybe they do and they decide to like oh it's not that it's not worth it. Like, who cares? Like, I'm gonna do it anyways. Like, it's just because, like, to a guy, it's like, oh, freedom of speech. Like, you know, that's the whole thing. Like, ah, like I can say whatever, but like, can you though? You shouldn't really be like. We should be like self-governing almost in that yeah. sense, where like <laughs> you should just be like, like if someone crack calls you, you, should be like, shut the fuck up and just yell back across the street and just be and then keep walking. But <laughs> the like, thing is, is like, if you were to say that, you don't know. Th- what that guy exactly is. that's yeah. the thing yeah, that's what i'm happen. saying like you should be able to just go like that but the thing is we like you're saying we're not we never have been able to experience that where we're expected and like you said you ex- your parents expected your grandparents expected you to like go with an adult or like and a guy or something just to avoid these things like that i feel like it shouldn't need to be that way always yeah i think what's the hardest part about these discussions is that at the root of it guys just don't respect women as much because they're they know that generally most men could overpower most females just like is on the general spectrum right and that's the scary part that they don't treat them as other individuals um and that they'll treat men better that they don't even know more than women they do know but I, I that's why I do advocate for like self-defense classes having like your own pepper spray I think it's if if men know that they can't do that and they are physically punished for it then then they'll I mean the way that we're all kind of raised I don't know about you guys but we're all kind of beat to a certain level and I think there were some people that should have been beat a little bit more and maybe for like when they did things like that so amen Matt <laughs> no but I think like <laughs> As much as it takes, like, 
I think as much as it takes girls to take self-defense classes and everything, um, you know, you can't change everyone's mentality on the world. There's still people who are homophobic. There's still people who are racist. As progressive as the world gets, there's still people a little bit left behind. And I think what's the most important is anyone, because guys can also get sexually harassed and raped. Um, it's better to be, you know, the friend. Because I know a lot of my guy friends, I've asked them before, like, God forbid something were to happen to me. Some guy put their hands on me without me wanting to. And I'm trying to fight them away, but they're just, you know, naturally just a little bit stronger than I am. What would you do? And some of them said that they would come and fight them or, you know, they protect me. And other people would just say, like, what am I going to do? Like, he's going to punch me. He's going to hurt me. He's going to hit me harder than he hit you. Like, I can't really do that much. And it kind of is disheartening, but at the same time, it's understanding. So I think the best thing that we can do if these situations were to occur is just kind of be a support system. You know, like if someone has gone through something, you know, in the terms of sexual harassment or rape, just, just, you know, give them a hug, let them know that, acknowledge that their feelings are valid and acknowledge that there is people in this world like this, but show that that doesn't change that they're still an amazing person, you know? I think like it is a huge difference if, and it shouldn't be the case, but it is like, if you're, you know, obviously getting harassed and then you rope another guy into it, let's say for, for example, like if it's either Kashik or I, like we're both not like small guys. Like we're not, like, like, Kashik 6'4", um, you're probably 210 something, I'm about 5'10", 5'9 and a half and, and 190. And like guys would be like, oh shit. Like now instead of like a 130 pound girl, I'm dealing with a 190 pound guy yeah. that, you know, that could sit on me and now, like, I'm hurt, so. Kasha just, like, pushes me away and, like, sits on the dude. Uh, He's like, but I, I also got think it is, it, it's almost like the, it's all, it is, goes back to the discussion I was saying a little earlier with, um, one thing my grandma said to me was, um, kind of in the way that, like, the way that she would, like, raise kids, and she's a very strong woman, and, like, you know, one man and one woman should be in the relationship, but strict gender roles of like how they they love their kids and that the woman should always be loving and always be like you know very warm there always needs to have the motherly presence but the man should be more a little bit more colder a little bit more hard you know like a little more tough as nails with their type of love and in i guess more in an applicable sense it's more like the woman is the good cop and you know like the father is like the bad cop so whenever there's like a problem whatever like the mom wouldn't be there to probably beat that as much and the kid as much as like the dad would and like and i think that's why these men are more just in fear of other men more than like oh yeah women are supposed to love us in whatever but i mean i i think my point is mothers should be at their kids too but like <laughs> equal opportunity whatever but um yeah i, I don't know it, it is a hard situation because i also think that maybe <laughs> beating kids isn't necessarily the best way to you know, child abuse learn. is not child abuse is not okay <laughs> You put that out there <laughs> before anyone says that we're condoning child abuse. Yeah, not condoning it, but it is. But I, that is also like the way that older parents did think. That that's like the way that we were kind of raised in our minds. That that we obviously want to change that now because that's not what the that's not the way that we should be having our you know teaching our kids. We shouldn't be just like you know just beating them to like hope that they learn it that way. But you know that they intellectually understand that the everyone's an equal person that, you know, our minds are much more similar than, you know, than, than we think. Um, and 
well i mean yeah they're just like that you can't yeah. just you can't it's not it's also it's a lot about dominance you know that you know when you're when you're a stronger person you're more dominant and you're comfortable with the areas that you can kind of control and you can kind of show dominance think more now in intellectual situations with being like being leader more than you can physically and i think like when we were younger um you know kashik like guys that were you know good on like good on basketball good in football like whatever they were the more dominant guys they're the ones like leading the group but i think now when we have other things that people can be good at that leads to a different way for people to be dominant and that's why we see like you know more you know maybe less like physically strong people become like leaders and stuff like that of difference because people are just more accepting of it you know whether that be for you know women men or like anyone in between um no yeah i completely agree like guys are definitely brought up under the influence of like a specific like 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 you were saying like the basketball players and the football players like i remember that very vividly like you know i was on my tennis team and we were like number 3 in our county like open level we were above division 1 and we probably got like 10 people to show up to our games we were fire but our football team i'm not going to hate on them but they did not win nearly the amount of games our tennis team has ever won i'm not saying they're not good they were definitely talented players but like the whole f- like masculinity factor that plays into football just gives it so much more clout they got so much more funding they got ha- more like i remember because our tennis coach used to, her son was on the football team and she would tell us and she'd be like yeah but we're going to you know like we're just going to go we had like a van you know it was like one of those regular old, like white vans that you're normally scared of except there was nine <laughs> like asian and indian boys and our tennis coach going to a tennis game but the football boys got a bus charter buses sometimes for like the nicer schools maybe not our school but like our school is a public but some of the you know the private schools they got like charter buses like football teams are like celebrity status at school why is that like i don't know like how come my gpa and what i did in my ap classes and you know what my varsity tennis team did didn't get me the same like why is there like a difference in the type of person i was versus like the varsity captain of our football team and I think it that completely comes into our college life too with even in a more grander aspect our football teams and basketball teams like we're so far disconnected from them you probably don't even know any of the people on these teams personally in high school half these people were your peers they were in your class they were in your geometry class like whatever you guys sat together at lunch and then boom he was on the football field he was on the basketball field I was on the tennis court bing bam boom here i don't I literally could not even tell you. I don't even know if I've even seen any of our Purdue basketball players or football players. And you know, like I came here to get like a CS degree and these homies are playing ball, which is so like awesome obviously, but like how come I have like I don't get the same kind of funding that sports teams do? Like is my career in some way inferior or something because I don't attract entertainment but like guys in sports teams do like I don't know. Sorry, I rambled a little. <laughs> I went on for ages. I was like where where are we calling that discussion with? Man literally wants like a scholarship because he chose a CS degree instead of tennis. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like 
No, I see where you're coming from. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Why is it the Friday night football game? Why isn't it not like the Tuesday evening tennis match? Tennis. <laughs> I'm dead serious, bro. Patrick's mad that he didn't get the clout. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really I don't really I know think, if I have a comment on that. I mean, I think maybe it has to do with girls playing tennis too. Like football was just guys, right? But both girls and guys played tennis. So maybe, you know, that's why it's not seen as, as masculine as football is. Also, like, you're not slamming your bodies into each other in tennis. You yeah. Ball in a Football's racket. And very like, aggressive. Yeah. But that was, like, I feel like everyone makes their own choices when they're picking their sports. Like, it's not like I just walked onto a tennis court. like, yep, okay, let's do this. Like. No, I had to put in my work to get to the spot I was just as much as a football player did. They probably grinded in their own ways, you know, like probably like they probably definitely had to bulk up a lot more than half my team did. But my team had to work on a lot of things like agility and just the same like aspects. But see, that, there's no like physical, tangible thing that you can see from that. Like guy getting bulker, you can see he has more defined muscles. He's a bigger guy. A guy strengthening his agility and his stamina, you're only going to see that when he's actually playing. So what you're telling me is size matters. <laughs> no! <laughs> that is what That's you're telling me. That's the one thing right? you no. need to take away from this podcast. No, no. That's the only thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there's a more, like you can see the commitment in their bodies that they have to take. Because, like, I play tennis. I, I know that, like, it takes a lot of work to be really good at tennis, especially in my high school. There were so many amazing tennis players. But you, you couldn't see when someone was getting better. If you just looked at them walking down the hall, you couldn't tell, yeah. like, oh, they're becoming a better player. With a football player, you're like, okay, their, their arms are getting more defined. They're, they're looking a little bit, you know, stronger. So that's when you're like, oh, this, this team is going to be better. This game is going to be better because they're getting better, you know? Yeah, I think I think physical differences are always given more attention than mental ones. I mean, it's like the same thing with mental health. It's a totally different topic, but like if someone's physically injured, they're more likely to get attention than someone who's like, you know, who has a mental health issue or something. So I think it's the same for football is like when you can see that development in the sport, like that's another reason they get so much attention. I mean, I think you guys might, I'm sure you guys get this point, but I think it all just goes back to like the, the physical and the way that we're just kind of like kind of tribal in, in the way that our football team, they have, when they have that, you know, like all the training and stuff like that, like we respect them more for, you know, obviously like their body, but the way, what they're doing for our like school, right? So like if our football team was really good, we're obviously going to have a better self like worth of like our like school and stuff, which is just like a, it's a weird construct that we do have, but then like, for whatever reason, we've given them more power for good reasons, because, you know, they do do a lot of work and it is kind of, it's, it's an amazing job. Um, but we give them more, much more attention, kind of like praise them a bit more, which then turns them to realize, to, to realize that they have more confidence and that they can kind of control anything, um, which is a good and bad thing, right? That that might really work well if that's going into business and being a cbo but that also goes the other way of them being like anything i see that i want i can own and then you have guys like brock turner um but 
and then there's a bunch of other cases I'm sure like in the NFL and, and NBA and, and other stuff too, but there, that, that there might, there should probably just be like a different dialogue of like how we're kind of praising them and, um, and stuff, because I think a lot of it, it's not going to really change just because like there, there's just so much like positive energy kind of going into it, but we just also got to make sure that like, you have that confidence and you have this ability to do well and you got to do good things from it and, you know, make sure that they're policed on for overstepping their bounds and continuing like things like rape or other stuff. I think one thing that's important is to remember that college is a institution for higher education and it's not all about sports too, you know, like we're going there to become, um, you know, we're open up our minds and look at the world in different perspectives. And that's, you know, the root of college. That's why college was, uh, universities were created. So people can learn more and, you know, discover more, research more. But I think nowadays college is now being put the emphasis on sports and it's like, who can get in the most money and like buy the newest, make the newest buildings and stuff. And like, there's now been a detachment of like what the core values of a university should be. Should it be sports and you know, all that flash, or should it be, you know, the actual academics in itself? We can kind of go into the main pros and cons that we see between both of the genders. I mean, to start off, one of the biggest things that I've noticed is for women, we're often belittled, and it's okay, it's more okay for a man to be aggressive, but when a woman does it, she's seen as bossy, and it's in a negative way. Yeah, I also feel like like girls are more criticized just on a general level, whether it's being aggressive, if they're too emotional, then they're on their period. If they're too excited, then they're overdramatic. Like there's, there's always like too much. Girls are never just, you know, fine. They're always too much for everyone. But I think one thing that is awesome about being a girl is that like we do, I think we kind of talked about this before, but like we can, there's so many different types of girls. I'm saying that in quotation marks. Like for those of you who are like well-versed in like TikTok, there's like the emo girl, not the emo girl. There's like the e-girl, there's the bra girl. There's like, there's just so many different types and it's kind of okay to be whoever you are. Granted, that's kind of not how it was growing up. It was either tomboy or girly girl and tomboy gets no guys, girly girl gets all guys. But now like going into college, end of high school, it was like, there's so many different types of girls and all of them have their own, you know, fun things about them. I think as a pro, um, I think it's for right now being, being a woman, I think is, is the best time in history. Um, like there's, there's just so much stuff that guys are much more accepting of. And, you know, we think of each other more as equals now, probably more than ever, but there's still like a lot of way, a lot of ways that we still have to go. Um, but for a person to be ambitious and stuff like there, I think people are more willing to hear and, and you know, be and like recognize and respect, um, you know, both genders. Um, but I do think that there is like as a con, like sometimes if you're like, you know, maybe in the workplace or you're, you're talking to something, I think there's still a certain feeling of like, oh, you're like, oh, wow, this this person's actually really exciting or really insightful. And that surprise shouldn't be there if depending on based on gender, you know, like you should just like both both people have the same ability to like be like smarter you know be like successful um but i was thinking another pro is that like 
I, I think women have a bit more of a selection on probably what they can do to a certain level. Um, I, I don't know if you guys would probably agree, but I feel like they could, now they're a little more accepting of like, they can do guy things and they can also do like girl things, whereas guys can kind of do guy things and they probably shouldn't, they probably don't really want to do some of the same like girl quote unquote things. Um, but I, I think it's, you know, I think it's great that we're moving forward to like, um, because like, well, there's like fun games like smash, right? Why should it, why should, you know, girls be like thought differently of if they just like playing video games like Fortnite or Smash or whatever because like guys like doing the same things. I think a lot of times like girls are always mad that guys are always playing video games, but if like girls are playing video games with their guys, that'd be like just like the best case scenario for both parties. Um, but I, I think the other biggest con is that that you guys have to think so much about every single action that you guys are doing. Think a lot harder than the way that, you know, men think and that, you know, putting that energy, putting that brain power is very mentally and emotionally taxing and takes away from the stuff, other stuff that you could be thinking about um, because you shouldn't have to be thinking like second guessing. Okay. Like, Oh, who's going to be at this event? Is this event safe? What should I be wearing? You know, what am I, you know, worrying for a class? What am I worrying about for this, this, and this? It, it's like, you should go because you want to go if you know you should be safe when you want to be like it, like you should never really be as as worried about your safety and security and you know luckily guys don't have that and that's why we're you know able to to what do we say like think i guess quote unquote think more clearly on or be less um you know worryful about certain things um because we don't have to think as much but yeah i'll let Kasha take it um honestly i was going to go back to what yashi said about being I think she said something about being called bossy. I actually wanted to bring this up. One of my friends, actually, she used to tell me that one of her friends called her bossy and she's a girl. So, I mean, I'm just saying that she's a girl, so you understand. But like, but I remember in sitting in her car and she was telling me like, can you believe this and that called me bossy? Like, how could they possibly think of me this way? Like, but like, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, all right. Like if I someone called me bossy, I'd be like, all right, cool. I'm your boss, like, whatever, move on. Like, you got the higher position than they did. But, like, somehow, somehow, like, I, I did not understand at all during this situation. And then she was like, how could she call me bossy? Like, I'm the, and then she just go on, like, a rant of, like, how she's not bossy. And I'm like, but, like, why does it matter? Like, don't you like having a directing role? And it's just, like, I feel like even some other people will put it against women. Like, like you're saying, like, it's not okay to be bossy. Like, I think some women definitely earn the title of being able to like, like say their opinions above guys. Cause some guys are dumb and some girls are way smarter than that. Like you see this constantly, like in my own house, my mom will put me in my place. She knows way much more stuff than I do. And some guys won't accept that. And I think that's really dangerous almost like as a society, we should definitely be able to take, criticism from the other gender and especially like yeah I mean I couldn't honestly go on more about I this I think I think like with the negative connotation that comes with bossy it comes from the idea that girls were traditionally taught to be quiet and not really say much so as soon as you speak up you're bossy you're trying to take control of the room where you personally don't have the right to do that so I know when people call me bossy it makes it feel like I don't actually have the right to like, you know, take control and take that role. So if someone were to just say I'm like assertive and strong and, you know, like a good leader, that's like better words to say than bossy because bossy has commonly been like, 
you're just being mean and you're just like, you know, trying to like take control of something that's not actually yours. Yeah, I, I, Kashik, I think with the way you said it is the same, same reason on what I say about simp, like, yeah, they said bossy, but like now you have the power to like how you want to react to it. And for the same things that girls would call other girls bossy, like girls might call other guys and say, oh, you have like, you're just an instinct leader (laughs) or like, you're just being, you know, a good manager or something and i i don't know it's it's this is the type of stuff that we should have conversations about and then where like it almost gets a little bit toxic where it's just like they're not you should have the discussion on how they can do it better not just like shit talk them so the one thing that i do find as a pro for guys is that they're the idea of authority doesn't really affect them as much so in the sense where if they're walking down the street and they don't have to worry about someone overpowering them, if they're like, there's so many times where it's said that like guys know how to be more sort assertive naturally. And I don't even think it's naturally just they're faced with someone of the same gender. And therefore they have like an understanding that they respect each other. So it's a lot easier for guys to, you know, take control of the room because there's no judgment versus with girls. Like you don't have that. It's more of if a girl is trying to take control of a room, which a man originally had, were looked at as um, kind of like ungrateful for the right to even be in that room in the first place. Yeah, but I think with men, it's like we've benefited in a lot of ways that we just don't even really know. Like even like the small things are just like things that we didn't have to you know think about, think about or um, you know the opportunities that were presented to us or like the fields that we we're like, yeah, you can kind of go into um versus like what they were saying to to like girls or your sisters um and what they could do um and but i think it's like as a con it's just when we're trying to change the norm it still makes us look like we are being like you know weird or we're being we're being like extra i don't want to use the word but i guess like being simps or being just like extra sjw or whatever um, when we're just because we're actively like to other men it's just like we're actively like putting ourselves lower I guess in a way that it shouldn't really be the shouldn't really be the case we're just trying to treat everyone equally um, and I guess it, it just kind of depends on certain things but like the system has definitely benefited guys for sure like there's obviously no question like all of our presidents have been men like for a certain time like women like women will not praise women in the same way that women will praise guys and guys will praise guys. Guys will adore guys have, you know, shrines of them, like of like LeBron or Michael Jordan or like different presidents and like the way that, you know, people love like Reagan and, you know, and Trump and stuff like that. Like we wouldn't have like the same, like the same way for women as much as guys. And I mean, maybe that comes in for religion. Maybe that comes in for other reasons, but I think we should try to, to, to balance that maybe a little bit more i know that's still kind of like a radical idea but it it will allow like for you know to normalize that anyone can make change that anyone can do amazing things that all you know accomplishments should be recognized a bit more even that even even though the like everyone does care more for like the male accomplishments or like you know football teams and sports stars and stuff like that do you have anything? Uh, honestly, no. I, I don't. I guess I would go off Matt. We guys basically 
should know that we basically write off of a lot of, you know, like Matt was saying, like a bunch of passive benefits that have been, you know, sent to us by our lumberjack forefathers, you know? And unfortunately, like at some point, some of these guys have to become the people who decide, all right, these guys, they did something, but now we're going to change that. We have to come to a middle ground. And like Matt was saying, like these guys that might become like, Matt is saying like how when you bring yourself down and I'm saying this in quotations, like other guys might be like, Oh, you're now you're unequal to us. Like, I feel that a lot of people who tend to, I think even for guys, if you tend to like, maybe some people might perceive it as stooping down to like a women's level, which it shouldn't be like that. I feel like a lot of other guys will turn themselves off of those guys, you know, like, Oh, you, you're like switch sides or something like that. It's like, no, bro, we're, we're here for like everything. Like some people are just not understanding of that. If you're Mm -hmm. not with them, you're against them. That's not, I feel like a lot of people have been saying this, but that's not always the truth. Nothing is on or off. Everything is on a spectrum and people think you can just flip that switch. You can't. And I think in this situation, like some of our guys, like some guys need to be able to understand when this, like we need to like become more equal and be able to treat women and give them the same opportunity that our lumberjacks have been having for so many decades now. Yeah, I, I was in the women in science learning or women in STEM learning community this past year. And there was this guy who was in CS and he was so mad that we even had a community like this. He was like, why don't we have anything like this for guys? You know, and he just started shitting on women having their own, you know, exclusive kind of community. But there was a reason for it is that, you know, like, we're not seen as much in these types of departments and stuff. So I've definitely seen a lot of, you know, like the whole picking sides thing when everybody should kind of just have a common ground. Um, But with that, um, we hope you guys can continue to, you know, have these discussions with your friends and your family and educate people and correct them if you ever see anything that you think is wrong. And Guys, please continue to reach out to us through Instagram or through email, whatever medium's totally fine. Yeah, I definitely think there's a lot of work that still needs to be done when it comes to equalizing, you know, everyone's, you know, everyone's rights to do whatever they want. And um, me and Joel are always open to having that conversation. Um, But yeah, our next episode is more going to be like, we're we're changing it up a little bit. We're going to do like, a questions and advice kind of podcast episode yeah so so it'll be completely you know open to you guys so whatever you send in will be talked about yeah you can ask us literally anything and we will sit there and answer those questions and then thank you for thank you to matt and kaushik for coming on yeah always a pleasure yeah this this was really fun to do with you guys so we hope to see you guys next week bye guys bye